We welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. A tree is known by good fruit. A good tree is known by good fruit. When we produce good things, we are testifying of the goodness that is within us. Luke 6 and 45, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringing forth what? That which is good. Y'all, I know we repeating these scriptures over and over, but man, that's for a reason. A good man is going to bring forth good things because the treasure of his heart is good. So out of the good treasure of his heart, he's going to bring forth that which is good. You can't bring forth what you're not. If good is not in you, you can't continuously do good. You may do a little good here. You may do a little good there, but eventually you're going to do what your heart has stored up. Amen. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil for of the abundance of the heart, his mouth is going to speak. Amen. Somebody always talking about people. That's what's in their heart. Somebody always going off with a temper. Holy dough, you better watch my temper. You have demons in your heart. Your heart is black. If you can't control yourself, I don't understand people that just, man, you just give me a minute, man, because I'm dead. Dude, how about I give you a lifetime? You just go. I'm not giving you a minute. Are you that out of control? You get that angry? Eyes get bloodshot. You just, just bust a blood vessel. What's wrong with you? People looking at me like, I do that though. (laughs) Amen. If you're a believer, you ought to be able to control yourself. Get mad at your husband and, oh, you're just a loser. I should have never married your raggedy self. Really? Then you like raggedy? That's what I would say. Call me. I got some comeback lines. I got some comeback lines. Be like, well, this is what you wanted. You chose raggedy. You must love some ragged. Look at you. Yeah, I don't understand that. Just going off. Let me tell you something I don't understand. I, this, this right here just perplexes me. I don't understand how women can like just decide that they just going to leave their home and leave their man. After 20, 30 years, you just going to leave. 10 years, you just, I, I'm just out. Like something's wrong with him that can't be fixed. And that's who you chose. You chose him in the prime of your life. When you looked your best. Didn't have no kids. Young, vibrant. All of that. That's what you could get. And you're going to improve now? After... After kids and weight and stuff and gravity. You're going to go out and do better now. Are you really going to do better now when you got that in your pride? Boy, you better think twice. Amen. Everybody ain't uh, checking for you like that. Okay, how many workout classes you come to? You ain't the same as you was. Amen. Back in your heyday. Girl, you better calm down and, and not be upset. 
Can I tell the truth in here? Yeah, you better think that through. Then call me, I'll help you. Like, I'm going to meet you, I'll meet with you, but make sure you bring a picture of you before you met him. And I'm going to bring the current picture. We're just going to do a little cross, cross section. We're going we're gonna to do a PowerPoint. We're going to put it side by side, and I'm going to show you just how good you're going to do on the market now versus what the market was. I'm going to use the Dow Jones. I'm going to use the Dow Jones arrow. I'm going to show you how your stock has plummeted. <laughs> That's hilarious. That is hilarious because it's true. You finna just, I'm taking all seven of these kids and we getting out of here. <laughs> what? Boy, if I was your husband, I'd sit back and be like, all right. Where are you going? <laughs> you better get somewhere and calm down. Fruit does not allow us to pretend. Fruit does not allow us to pretend. You know, some of the old churches, not all of them, some of the old churches just had to just do away with the whole good fruit thing. Because it was telling on them. That's not do away with the fruit. And whatever you are in here in the building during service right now, that's what we're going to judge you by. So folks start levitating and flying around and what the Lord said. And you can't even get the message out because everybody got a word. But they didn't let you, they, we ain't going to talk about fruit. Where's your husband? Where your children? Why ain't nobody saved but you in your whole family, on your block, on your street, on your job? No, no, nobody saved but you. But oh, yeah, you got that down pack. You're good at that. But let's let's start examining some fruit. Let's see what you're producing. Yeah, they didn't do that. No, buddy. No, preachers have to stop doing that. Someone was getting disqualified. Can I preach in here? Amen. Fruit does not allow us to pretend. It will always do what? It's going to always tell the truth about us and our commitment to do what is right. If you're really committed to do what is right, I need to start seeing some right. Something good ought to come out of that. Something something good if the tree is good something good ought to grow on it a person that does what is right will reap the benefits of it Hosea 10 and 12 sow to yourselves in right doing reap in mercy break up your fallow ground remember we talked about that last week seeds that are planted on the stony ground they can't take root. They can't grow into anything. So he's saying, sow to yourself in righteousness and break up the fallow ground. For it's time to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you. If we break up the fallow ground, you can grow something. You can produce something. Don't take your stony heart from church to church. Going off on the pastor and getting mad and leaving and then going to this church. There's something wrong with your heart. Break up the fallow ground. Get the stones out of your heart so you can have peace. Amen. Peace. Peace. Amen. Because I ain't putting up with it in here. I mean, your stones, they don't know. They don't scare me. 
Salvation may save our souls, but it should also alter our fruit. When we are cleansed from sin, we should bear the fruit of what? And if you save, something good ought to be coming from you. Our family should be the first example of what we profess. Uh-oh. Oh, Lord. Boom, boom, boom. Your family ought to be the first example. Amen. Yeah, your family now. Now, some of us came from some situations. Some of us came through some situations. But your family now, it ought to be lining up with righteousness and some good ought to be coming out of it. Your kids should not be afraid of you leaving them. Can I continue to preach? Even though some folks looking at me cross-eyed. Your family first. You ought to be, they ought to be an example of what you're talking about. Your kids supposed to be saved. I got to put some Carmex on on that. Lips dried up. Somebody just throwing heat my way. Yeah, your kids should be saved. Amen. They ought to be saved. You may have made some mistakes in the past or whatever, but man, that's the past. Now you ought to be praying that God save your home. Romans 6 and 2, God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer what? So if you're dead to sin, you ought to be living better. Amen. Pride, puffed up people. Pride is the only disease that makes everyone sick but the one who has it. That's deep. But that's the truth. The person, you know, the person lifted up in pride, their life is usually crap and they walk around like it's not, like we can't see it. Pride hates the tree message and the fruit message because usually a proud person don't have no fruit. So they have to walk around and convince you of what they have from their mouth. Then they got to tell you why something is wrong with everything that they touch. But it's not their fault. Wow, your kid's crazy. Well, see, here's what happens. See, the devil, he bit. Why are your home crazy? Well, see, because the devil is bit. Why is it? Devil. Why is it? That's a prideful person. Instead of just saying, hey, man, I had some challenges when we was young. We went through some things or whatever. I'm working on it. I'm trying to get it. But I'm yeah, okay, talk to me like that. But don't be, oh, no, no, they are right. He, he, he's sitting in the middle of a pentagram. No, he, uh, he just plays on that. It, it's almost like, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> a tic-tac-toe thing. You know, we we kind of draw a hop. You know how you draw a hopscotch? He just drew it kind of with triangles. They'll just explain it away. Instead of just saying, hey, you know, yeah, yeah, I made some mistakes and I let the, you know, let some things happen. But, man, I got it under control. Now I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. We're going to make this right. We're going to fix this. You know why we all in here? Who's in here trying to fix something? We're trying to fix it. But when you're puffed up, you ain't going to fix it because you don't know anything's wrong with it. You think it's okay, or you think people don't see it. Right. 
Amen. This is some truth right here. To make the tree good, we must first recognize when the tree is corrupt. You decided to come to a church that's going to address corruption so that you wouldn't have corruption in your tree. Ain't that what you came here for? I'm going to go to a church where somebody's not afraid to talk about what I need to hear. That's why you're here, right? Anybody can just find a church where everything is glossed over and happy-go-lucky and the pastor look like somebody jammed a coat hanger in his mouth. Just can't stop smiling. No, oh, he's God. Yes, he's good. He's good. Good. Yes, all the time he's good. My subject today, God is good. That's the subject. God is good. He's good. When is he not good? Never, because he's good all the time. What? what about the devil? Oh, we don't talk about the devil in here. The devil is bad. To make the tree good, we must first recognize when the tree is corrupt. Knowing what we are doing wrong is the key to getting help. You have to know what you're doing wrong and you have to be able to admit what you're doing wrong. Amen. I love when I can just have a real conversation. You come and speak to me. How you doing, sister? You doing all right? You keeping Jesse down. You know, pastor, it's a struggle, but I'm working on it. I can deal with that all day long. Instead of Jesse, what are you talking Who are you talking about? You. Amen. Like nobody know you, Jesse. Your husband sitting over there just a mime. His face painted white. How you doing, brother? (laughs) So what? Man, you 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 can't talk. (laughs) Ain't nobody got to tell me you, Jesse. Your husband is deaf mute. Some of the women came in here, Jazzy, and God delivered them. Still a little battle sometimes, but God mostly has done his work. They trying. But you know the ones where they they ain't going to let you touch the Jazzy. They get out of here. They sabotage it and find a way to leave the church. They don't want their husband around this kind of strong. Look at all these men, and they don't want their husband around this. That's going to turn him into something. Bible says iron sharpens iron. Only a witch would pull her husband away from this church. They don't want him strong. They always looking for something. Oh, wasn't service good today? Well, somebody didn't get that. Like, which? Yeah, what, why are you doing that? Trying to get him out of there. And then when you get him home, you, you don't even like him. Oh, sure wish we'd go to church. I messed this up, didn't I? He's sitting there snoring on Sunday morning. Now you're regretting it. Oh, I done had a bunch of women do that. And then try to hit me a side email. Could you call him and talk? No! You went off on me, remember? Yeah, but now he just, he was that before. That's why you was able to do what you did. Amen! 
shouldn't be a woman in here that can keep her husband from coming to church. If your woman ever kept you from coming to church, you... you better wake up and say, we going. What? I can't get no support. Why? What's wrong? What happened? Second Corinthians 13 and 5, examine yourselves whether ye be in the faith. Prove what? Prove what? Prove what? Your own self. Know ye not your own selves? How that Jesus Christ is in you? Except you be a reprobate. You don't know whether you're a reprobate or not. You don't know whether Christ is in you or not. Said, examine your own self. I shouldn't have to look for your fruit. You ought to be doing that daily. Checking. Amen. You see something going down in your eyes. This this requires some attention. I got to deal with this. I'm examining my home all the time. Nobody got to call me and say, brother, I really think you are. Nobody got to do that because I'm examining. See one of my kids getting a little too far away from me. I'm going to pull, pull them on in. No, I ain't doing the mind now. I'm allowed to talk in my house. But I'm going to say something. Amen, because that's a man's job. You're supposed to address it. Now, wait a minute now. We got to do something about this. He shouldn't always be in the corner with some headphones on. We need to talk to him. Take the headphones off, come in and talk. So I need the brother, but let's take those off and let's talk. Let me talk. Let me say more than Lil Wayne is saying. Boy, that's a good message today. Oh, Jizzy don't like it. Amen. I have a degree in Jizzyology, though. Pride makes us cover up our wrongs or masquerade as something that we are not. When we are puffed up, what? When you think you something, nobody can help you and nobody wants to. Why would we struggle to help you and you think you don't need it? You know what some people really need to do? Start their own church. You need to go start your, I encourage it. When you puffed up, you need to be the leader. Psalms 101 and 5. Whoever privately slandereth his neighbor, him will I cut off. Him that hath a high look and a proud heart will not I suffer yeah god is not into that you thinking you something can't be helped can't be helped a puffed up person justifies their issues by what puffed up person gonna always blame others for it you can't tell them nothing without them telling you something i hate that how you doing brother i'm good well, brother, you know, I, I can kind of see that you're struggling with something, you know, and I just kind of want to help you with it. Well, you have struggles too. Bye. One struggle I'm not going to have is you. I don't have to. Something wrong with it. Everybody got something wrong with them. Just blame. Blame. When you blame others and do not own your error, You can never do what? You can never bear fruit until you own error. Once you own your error, you can do something about it. Replant yourself, re-nourish, put yourself in the right place so that you can 
begin to bear fruit where you are. And God will meet you there. But if you if fruit will always remain in the same condition as the tree. You can take the fruit off the tree and run all the way across the country with it. If that tree was bad, when you finally sit down with that fruit, guess what the fruit's going to be? You can't change it. Yeah, some of y'all relocated here and moved here from somewhere. You, from a bad, you, your tree was bad then, and it's bad now. It's going to stay bad until you address it. Or until I address it. And I don't have to meet with you to address it. This word is going to address it. How many of you don't, don't the word address stuff? Man, the Bible's going to address it. That's why the devil's going to try hard to get you away from here. Because he know the word is going to do it. Oh, it's going to come for you. The word, look at somebody say, it's going to come for you. It's coming for you. It might not be this Sunday or the next. But one of these Sundays, the word is coming for you. Amen. I have typed things that I'm going to say and have to get on my knees right after I typed it. It came for me. It's the word. Matthew 7 and 16. Ye shall know them by their what? Fruits. Do men gather grapes and thorns or fig, uh, grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? But you're going to know them by their fruit. So where the good fruit is, ain't nobody going through thorns and junk to get it. When all you have to do is go through, go to a good tree and you can just pull it. It's right there. That's how we know the condition of your tree. By your fruit. Amen. Your fruit, we know. By the fruit, we know. That's somebody's tree right there. I ain't eating nothing off that tree. I mean, what's growing on it? Just bugs, termites. That tree is good for one thing. What is that? Fire. To put it on the fire. And it don't even burn long. The drier it is, man, when it's still alive, you can't burn it. The bark will look like it's catching a flame or two. Man, you sit there all day. If that branch is alive, it's not burning. But when it's dead, it might catch the whole house. It'll catch your fire while you throwing it in there. Whoa! (laughs) Good for nothing but burning. Sin from our past should no longer affect our present fruit. If we have been replanted pruned and nourished properly then we should become fruit bearing trees no matter what our original state no matter what you once were if you've been replanted pruned and nourished you ought to be bearing some fruit amen you ought to overcome your past so that you can bear fruit Psalms 104 and 16. The trees of the Lord are what? Full of sap. That means they're still alive. You put a branch with sap in it in there, the fire's not gonna burn it. It's still alive. It's full of sap. It's still vibrant. So God's trees are what? Full of sap. They're alive. God doesn't have dead trees. He doesn't. He said if the tree is dead, 
I'm burning it. We were all rotten trees until God replanted us. Amen. Anybody was a rotten tree? We were all some filthy no goods. Rich undones. Or wretches undone or rich undones. What is, how you say it? We was both of them. Just whichever one's the worst. That's what we were. We were rotten trees until God replanted us. Now his word and the fellowship of believers can reinvigorate us so we can do what? Bear fruit. Once Christ becomes our vine, our branches and leaves should become what? Fruitful. John 15 and 51. I am divine. Ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you're back to being that rotten tree. Oh, I love the word. We can claim salvation, brag on our kingdom citizenship, and even gloat about being a strong believer, singing the adamant believer song. But if our fruit is bad, then the tree is corrupt and is only good for firewood. All of his works will be burned up. I don't want all my works burned up. I want some fruit. And I want fruit that will remain. Amen. John 15 and 6. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire. And they are what? Burned. Summary. This was a good message. Man, this tree stuff can just keep going, can it? Oh, I'm telling you. Matthew chapter 12, Jesus makes references to allegiance. Whose side are you really on? If you are with Satan, then be with Satan. Why don't folks that's with Satan want to be with him? Probably because he's Satan. They in the music industry now. Man, I had folks contacting me from the music industry. Boy, when I got on that radio the other day with Sister Carmina and was talking about uh, the Grammys, folks that was at the Grammys started emailing me. But if you're going to be with Satan, be with Satan. Man, if you're going to play the keyboard for Satan, play it. Don't be trying to pray at night. Wearing a cross. Going to church that Sunday. Man, I watch these guys playing for these groups and at the Grammys and all this stuff. And then you want some sympathy from me? Your instrument playing don't mean nothing to me. That's an instrument. I'm talking about salvation. I'm talking about hell. You a part of a ritual of the Grammys? I'd be worried about my soul. Amen. Not no keyboard. Being hell be a skeleton playing the keys. A burning skeleton. And on keyboards, the devil. I have forever. He can't ever stop. <laughs> Play it again. <laughs> Whose side are you really on? Look at somebody say, whose side are you on? If you're with Satan, be with Satan. But if you are in Christ, bear good fruit. Bear good fruit. Why you always want to be in a club and you with Christ? Why you always want to be where some sinners are and you with Christ? 
Why you always want to be in some sin and you with Christ? Why you always want to be somewhere you shouldn't and you with Christ? If you're in Christ, bear some good fruit. Making clear distinctions is the theme of this passage. He is making a difference between the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. Ultimately, it's up to us to make the tree bear good fruit or corrupt fruit. A corrupt fruit. Christ commands us to make it one or the other. He also inadvertently stating, he's also inadvertently stating that it will be one or the other, regardless of us making a verbal de- declaration. You don't have to tell us you saved. We'll know. You don't have to tell us that hoochie is in your heart. We know. Amen. When you jiggle in here and jiggle out every Sunday, we know hoochie is in there. Our actions choose for us. And if we do what is good, it is telling of the condition of what? The truth. So our actions are going to tell the story. If we bear good fruit, then we have made the tree good for God's purpose. When the fruit is corrupt, well, you always got, you got bad kid, bad marriage, bad reputation, bad feelings toward one another, bad deed, everything bad. Then we know that the tree was made corrupt. And one day it's either going to be cut down because of pride or replanted because of surrender. The choice is always ours. What kind of tree will you be? Matthew 3 and 7. Bible says, after he saw them come to his baptism, he said unto them, Oh, you generation of snakes, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? <laughs> you know they was mad. Then he told them, Bring forth therefore fruits, meat to repentance. So don't just come stand around. Come up here and repent. You've been talking about me, haven't you? You've been dogging me. You're planning to kill me. Don't be standing around here trying to take some glory from what's going on. Get up here and repent. Snakes. And then I already knew what they was thinking when he said that. You know, so they back up and get puffed up. Oh, no, nah, see, he can't talk to us like that. We're the seed of Abraham. We're the, black, the original black Hebrews from the... That's where that came from. That's where it came from. We're the originals. We're, we're original people. We're of the lineage of... The... Man, you better not be saying to yourself that Abraham is your father. He said, God will make these rocks children. He will make Abraham have children out of these rocks. (laughs) You know they was mad. Oh my goodness. They they had to be mad. And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore every tree, he's talking straight to them, which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewed down and sent to hell. That's what he's telling us, man. Don't you think you somebody? God will replace you with a rock. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com.